Hello there, this is A.D. Robles, and you're listening to A.D. on the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. All right, well, before we begin, if you have not considered doing so already, please consider becoming a Fight, Laugh, Feast Network club member. Use the show code Robles. That is R-O-B-L-E-S. Use the show code Robles, R-O-B-L-E-S, to let the boys know that you appreciate this content in particular, and it will keep me on the network for the long term. So thank you for watching, and let's dive right in. Okay, so one of the things that I've consistently commented on regarding the woke church and the social justice controversy in evangelicalism is just the amount of complaining and whining and childishness that surrounds the entire conversation. It's always, oh, that white guy looked at me this way. I have to talk differently with my boys. I can't just talk abonics to everybody. Like, like it's just all a bunch of complaints about the systems and the and all of that kind of stuff and not a whole lot of solving problems. Like if you go to a woke church conference or you read their blogs or you watch their stupid videos and stuff like that, they'll be whining 90% of the time. And then the other 10% of the time, they're really not actually giving you any practical advice. I mean, they'll say things like, well, the church ought to do this, white people ought to do that, things like that. Um, but it's, it's almost all whining and no solutions to be found. Um, and and th- I find that to be just very um, annoying, and I find it to be very pathetic. Um, and, and the reality is that there are solutions out there. H- here's an example. So systemic injustice is a real thing. There are real systemic injustices. There's real economic oppression. There's all kinds of real stuff that the Bible directly speaks against, that the government perpetrates on not just black people, but black people definitely, and also white people, and also other people as well. That's something that we, we, we can't deny the, the, uh, the realness of systemic injustice in general. We have to talk specifically, though. We can't just say anything that you say is systemic injustice actually is. We have to actually prove it. And I want to talk about one example of a systemic injustice that's real, that we need to confront and live with and and deal with in in some way. Because here's the reality. Let's just say you give the social justice advocate all of their complaints, right? You still have to grow up and you still have to be a man and solve it. Okay, America is systemically against black people and you're black. Okay, great. So what do you do? Do you just complain about it like a little baby or do you actually do something about it? There's a man who I think is fantastic. In fact, I, I don't care if you're white or black. This is a guy worth subscribing to. He has a YouTube channel. He's got a newsletter. And I personally have gotten so much value from this guy. There are Christians that, that do this better than he does. But I like Boyce Watkins' style. Dr. Boyce Watkins, he's the owner and operator of the Black Business School. I don't know if he's the owner. I don't know if that's the right word. But he's, the, he's from the Black Business School. The whole premise of this, Boyce Watkins is a social justice type of a person, except he's one that's not a child. He's actually a man. He doesn't complain like a little whiny baby. He, he complains, but then he has solutions. Like, he's the kind of guy that's like, look, black people are owed reparations. I don't agree with that. I don't agree with everything this guy says, obviously. He says black people are owed reparations, but you need to act like it's never going to happen. You've got the power within yourself, within your communities, to take what you think is rightfully yours. You just have to change your behavior. You see, that what I love about that is, even though I disagree with his assessment of the situation, I disagree with his complaint, 
What I love about it is he takes responsibility for himself. Look, I'm owed reparations. I'm never going to get it. So I got to start changing my behavior to set up my children, right? To set up multi-generational wealth, to set up the, the right thing. I want to I leave an inheritance to my children's children. You know what I mean? I love Boyce Watkins for that. And a lot of his advice is really good. Not all of it is really good, but a lot of it is. Here's a simple newsletter that he sends out. He sends these out once a day. And this is he's selling a class to, to, to train your child to think about money the right way, to be wealthy instead of impoverished. And it's just, it's just very good. Let me just read you the, 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 the beginning of this. Dr. Boyce Watkins. Again, I recommend this guy. This guy is excellent. If you're a social justice warrior and you like hate watch my videos, let me give you some real advice. Start following Boyce Watkins and leave Jamar Tisby and his childish tantrums behind. You will do much better following a guy like Boyce Watkins who actually has solutions for you beyond complaining about white people. Grow up. Here we go. Hello, everyone. Over my 20 years of teaching wealth building and financial concepts to young people, I figured a few things out. I realized that there is an economic game that is played in America in which black people are pawns in this game. But we are not always equipped to be the players. Money flies over our heads and through our fingers, but it rarely stays in our pockets. We are used to create jobs for other people, but are unable to create jobs for ourselves. This is a very serious problem. What he's talking about is the tendency for black people to spend all day long, spend, 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 and they actually don't build their own businesses. And in general, obviously, this is not a hard and fast rule, but he's lamenting this. He's, he's part of the black community, and he's saying that this is a problem within the black community. Here's what he says. He says, after thinking deeply about this issue for several years, I decided to do something about it. As a result, I've created the Black Millionaires of Tomorrow program to teach wealth building for our black children. This program has three courses for children under the age of 18 that will guarantee your child will have financial literacy at a level that exceeds the average college student in America. I'm not joking. I've thought this through very carefully. And the, the, the programs that he has, it's just about basics about money, about investing, about the stock market, about real estate. He's, t he, you know, what is basics to, to the simple as what is capital? What's the difference between a consumer and a producer? What's the difference between good debt and bad debt? What's an investor? What's a mortgage? What's a stock and a bond? These are things I didn't learn in college, right? So I can attest to this. It's not just black people that don't know this. A lot of us don't know this. A lot of white people don't know this. A lot of white people don't know how to think about money and what money actually is and how you can use money to make money and stuff like that. And Boyce Watkins is very good at that kind of basic stuff. He's like, he's like a, a non-annoying version of, of uh, Dave Ramsey. And I'm sorry if you guys like Dave, Dave Ramsey. I find him helpful in some ways, but quite annoying in other ways. So that's just my opinion. Boyce Watkins is like Dave Ramsey, except in my opinion, not annoying. So I recommend you, this is something that you can subscribe to even if you're not black, and you'll probably get some value out of it. He, the way he, I like the way he thinks. It's not, I'm going to complain for 90 minutes and then give you, you know, 10 minutes of, uh, of vague solutions and just, you know, epithets about white people. And that's not how he does it. He's, he complains, yes, and there's nothing wrong with complaints if they're legitimate. I don't agree with the legitimacy of all his complaints. But if they are legitimate, okay, fine. And then he gives you concrete solutions, actionable information that you can use to improve your financial situation. Christians need to start thinking this way. Whether you're black or white, Christians need to start thinking this way. By the way, 
there is a guy who does this better than Boyce Watkins, and he's a Christian, like a legitimate Christian. Presbyterian, actually. His name is Gary North. He's a very old man now, but he's got so much helpful information about investing, about wealth building, and about things like that. And so this is the reality that we're living in, right? Because Dr. Boyce Watkins has some misunderstandings about the systemic injustice that's in place in the United States. I don't agree with him about everything, as I've said. But there is systemic injustice that takes place. And I'll give you one example. There's more examples But there's one example that I'm going to give you today. Inflation. The money printing that our Federal Reserve System does, the fiat currency that we have, that every country has, so we're not the only ones, but the fiat currency that we have that is just constantly inflated, they print more and more and more and more. I saw this chart that blew my mind. It's like a ridiculous percentage of the total dollars ever that ever existed were like printed in the last month. Like this is what happens when you have so much money chasing the same amount of goods is not good. What that means is that the prices of those goods are going to go up because there's going to be more dollars chasing the same amount of goods. And so that's going to screw over poor people and it's an unjust weight and measure. So if I have $1,000 in my bank account today, tomorrow it's worth less than $1,000. That's not right. The Bible talks about just measurements, just weights and measures. It's talking about money. It's talking primarily about money. And so if you don't know what $1,000 is going to be worth tomorrow because uh, money is just printed out of thin air for no reason, that's unjust. God talks about that specific form of injustice regularly in the Bible. Again and again and again, he talks about that specific form of injustice being something that he hates with a passion. God hates inflation with a passion. And by the way, inflation is not rising prices. Prices rise and fall according to the, the laws of uh, supply and demand. But inflation is a, uh, an increase in the money supply. And it's not because there's more value. It's just because they printed more money. So, so here's the thing, right? So here's the thing. I can complain about inflation all day long. I could do what the social justice warriors do and get my little bib on and my little pacifier, suck my thumb, and complain, oh, the, the Federal Reserve, I, I hate the Federal Reserve. It's an injustice. It's, 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 and put the blame on everybody else, right? That's what I could do, right? And, and if I was the king for a day, I would destroy the Federal Reserve immediately. It would be my first and probably my only edict because I would probably be killed if I did this. But I would destroy the Federal Reserve Day one, it would be the first priority because it's such an evil system. It is evil in every way. That's what I would do if I was king for the day. But um, I'm not king for the day. I'm just a loyal subject. I'm just an American, a regular guy. I have no control over the policy of the Federal Reserve. None. And neither do you. So what we can do is deal with the injustice of our system, the systemic injustice of our monetary system, It is a real systemic injustice defined by the Bible, uh, preached against by the Bible regularly, a systemic injustice perpetrated on all people, but especially poor people because they're the ones that get screwed the most. I can deal with that and say, okay, I have to accept this. I cannot change this right now. So what do I do? I have to deal with that and try to advantage myself as much as possible given the knowledge that our monetary system is unjust. 
I can't just be a complainer. I can't just be a whiner. I have to start taking action. One way that many people have taken action about this is buying real estate. Buying real estate because the reality is if you know that inflation is going to happen and it's definitely going to happen because that's our entire system, our entire monetary system is to print more money. If you know that's going to happen, then you need to act in such a way to protect you from that. There's, there's numerous ways to do this, right? The worst thing you can do is hide your money under your, under your blanket because the money that you put under your uh, mattress today is going to be worth far less tomorrow. I saw a ridiculous number between 2000, I think, and 2010. Um, the official numbers say that your money lost 20% of its value. Now, the official numbers, I think, are probably skewed. It's probably you've lost a lot more value than that, which sometimes makes the stock market not really that safe of a place to invest. Because if the stock market uh, doesn't uh, perform ridiculously all the time, inflation eats up all of those earnings and all of the increase. Now, uh, you can make money in the stock market. I'm not saying you can't. But you have to also account for the injustice of our monetary system. And so one way that people have done this is that they've bought – um, they've bought properties, rental properties, and they've you know, used mortgages and stuff like that. And the idea being is I know they're going to inflate. And so the mortgage that I'm paying, let's just say I'm paying this mortgage for 10 years, 15 years on these rental properties. Not only am I making money on the rental, so they're paying my mortgage for me, plus I get a little bit of cash flow on top of it. Not only that, but um, the money that I'm paying back for those mortgages, I lock in my rate. You know, These days, the rates are ridiculously low. I lock it. Th that money is actually worth less later than it is today. So I'm locking in the payment, and it's like I'm paying like uh, in ten years I'm going to be paying like comparatively much less than I am right now. So I'm betting on inflation. Plus, not only that, but because there's so much money that's going to be printed in the future, uh, the my rents are going to go up. The, the 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 property will appreciate in value because there's not going to be like. A bazillion more houses. There'll be more houses, but the supply will generally stay fairly consistent. But there'll be a lot more dollars chasing those few houses. And so those few houses are going to go way up in value. So the value of the houses goes up, my rents will go up, and the money that I'm using to pay back the mortgage is comparatively less valuable than it was when I first got the mortgage. And so a lot of people bet on inflation. And one, by buying rental properties and buying, buying assets, any asset that appreciates in value. And so I can do two things. I can complain like a whiny little baby like Jamar Tisby, or I can be like Boyce Watkins and think, okay, I'm in an un unjust, unjust system. Why, what can I do today to compensate for the unjust system that I'm in? And he's thought about this for a long time. And he shares the, the, the results that he's had, and he shares that the knowledge that he's gained with people that either sign up for his course or even his free content is really good. I don't have to, I'm not telling you to sign up for this course, but his free content, his YouTube videos are very helpful in my opinion. This guy's, this guy's helped me understand finance a lot better than I used to and all of that. And so, again, I'm not, I'm not, this is not an endorsement of everything the guy says, but what I like about him, if you're a social justice warrior and you spend all your time complaining on Twitter about this and that, about the injustice of whatever, then you need to start taking responsibility for yourself. Don't just whine like a little baby. Time to grow up. Put on your big boy pants 
and find someone that'll help you learn how to take advantage of the situation that we find ourselves in. I'd prefer to not have a Federal Reserve System. In fact, I hate the Federal Reserve System. But we have one, and so you need to act and figure out what to do to protect yourself and your family and your future generations in the system that we have right now. There are things that Christians can do. And I would argue that pastors are going to have to start thinking how to be practically helpful in this way. Obviously, their first job is to preach the word and to pray. I'm not denying what the scripture says there, but I think that pastors and churches and deacons can be very effective at organizing and encouraging their own communities to, uh, to do things that benefit um, their, themselves and their families. And I think that there's nothing wrong with that. Um, I saw a great thread by Brian Suave that just encapsulated this idea um, so well. Talked about setting up communities within ourselves, setting up our own economies where we can do business with each other and, and stuff like that. In fact, I talked to a brother who lives in my town, who followed me on, U- on YouTube for a while, reached out to me, says, hey man, I moved to your town, this is my hometown, and, and I would love to get together with you. Found, come to find out he's a, he's a contractor. And so I'm thinking, okay, well, I've got plans for my own house that I would like to potentially have a contractor work on. Um, I've got plans for other properties as well that potentially I'm looking into this year. We'll see what happens with the market, but all that. But, um, but I could, I'd like to do business with a Christian to keep that money amongst people that I think um, are, are going to enter a period of economic persecution. There's just no question about it. I know some people think that that's overly dramatic. I'm not trying to be dramatic about it. I'm just facing the reality. And this is the thing. Like, like lots of communities have figured this stuff out. They've figured out that keeping the money within their communities is actually advantageous to them in a system that really is, is set up um, not for them kind of thing. And, I, and I, I don't think that that's something we ought to deny. We just have to accept it and figure out a way to operate within that system that we think is unjust or, or wrong or skewed or whatever it is. I don't. There's nothing wrong with that as a Christian. In fact, I would argue that the Bible teaches us to do those things. And so, pastors, if you, I know a lot of pastors follow my content, think about this kind of stuff. And I, I'm not exactly sure what this looks like, um, and, and uh, or, or or how to accomplish it, you know, operationally. But we do need to start considering um, the fact that we should create our own economies and and community-driven economics, um, I think, is going to be very important in the future here and all of that kind of thing. So don't be like Eric Mason. Don't be like the Bidiyanya Willie. Don't be like Jamar Tisby, who all they do all day is complain and sell you books with their complaints. Instead, be like Boyce Watkins. This guy actually wants to help you. He wants to complain a little bit, and there's nothing wrong with that, but primarily what this man does is he seeks to help you to think about leaving an inheritance to your children's children, because that's what a righteous man does. A righteous man leaves an inheritance to his children's children and recognizes that there is no caveat there to say, unless you're in an unjust system, and then just complain like a little baby for the rest of your life. That's not how it works. It's time to grow up, woke church time to grow up. Anyway, I hope you found this video helpful. God bless. Don't forget to tune in next week on Thursday for AD on the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. Network.